There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Unbelievable show we got in store for you tonight. Welcome in to the Nebraska Preps postgame. Uh, that's JP. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm Damon Benning. Uh, an unbelievable night. We talked about it last week. We said this week should be fantastic, and it did not disappoint. Last week was chalk heavy, right, outside of Kearney and Grand Island Northwest. We were like, oh, my goodness, right? It, it, it was chalk city. Uh, tonight, not so much. Uh, unbelievable performances. We, you know, we try to coordinate this thing. When I can get you to answer the phone when you're not at one of your <laughs> 88,000 high school sporting events, it's it's unbelievable. You're in every gym or every football facility. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, people ask me in the morning, hey, you know, what is Jacob? Gonna-? I don't know. I have to wait for <laughs> Jacob to like, get going because – He's probably either going somewhere or coming from somewhere. He needs a little rest, but yeah. holy moly, what a day. Yeah, well, I started the day with some high school volleyball and wrapped it up with some football. Um, so, fun day, that's oh. for sure. <laughs> Let's start. We split, right? We wanted to be able to cover everybody. I had multiple stops. Um, I started with Bellevue West and Kearney, right? It's <laughs> 6 o'clock start. I'm thinking, hey, I, 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 this, we talked about Kearney, yeah. well-coached. Had played Bellevue West before. It would be kind of an interesting game. I said, hey, you know, Carney plays in a way they kind of hold the ball. Well, they did more than hold the ball. They played with a lead, kept Bellevue West at bay. Bellevue West couldn't get it going offensively. Then they get it going offensively. They find a way to get it tied, end up losing in overtime 39-38. 4140. 40, 40. 40. yeah. Excuse me. I'm doing yeah. my math wrong. <laughs> I, it was so crazy. Yeah. Right? Because Carney gets out to the big lead. They're they're up 26-13 at the half. And you're thinking, what is going on? Right? But I mean, fantastic play. You, you got great quarterback play. Jack Johnson was fantastic. Carney, I don't like saying this as a coach. I don't. It <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. Clearly out coach Bellevue yeah. West tonight. I'm listening yeah. to checks. I'm watching what's going on. And and I know what Bellevue yeah. West is trying yeah. to do, right? They want to get the quarterback run game going and they want to get Luke going. And they're like, I've said this a thousand times. If anybody listens to our show, Severe and Benning in the Morning, it's like when you get in the gun and you have handoff run game, you better be really, really good up front or you better have quarterback run game. Bellevue West could not get quarterback run game going. Johansson, kind of struggling reading counter, was not very good with gap in terms of how smooth it was. And Richardson couldn't get it going. And Carney really was in their playbook. Yeah, and you talked about that, that coaching staff. And, like, just listening, I, I, 
covered their game last week, obviously, and just listening to, to him talk after the game and how excited he was for his guys. Yeah. Like he was so fired up. Um, I, you've praised them um, so much already. Like they and they deserve every bit of it. And that was uh, talking about Johansson. That was kind of. The one question we were wondering about U.S. because obviously every year it seems like they they uh, work in a new quarterback. They they've had a really good run, but with with how little we got to see of Bellevue West this year, yeah. we hadn't seen him in a position where he's playing from behind. Like we we made a big deal of them uh, falling behind seven nothing last week. Because <laughs> I, I, I think it I think it really came to fruition. We touched on this last week, right? That Carney had played four out of the top five teams yeah. in the state. The only team that could to, that could make that claim. And those first two games were fill-ins, right? Grand Island yep. had the, the yeah, issue with right. COVID. Uh, week two was supposed to be Burke, that Burke wasn't playing. And so they draw Lincoln Southeast <laughs> and Westside. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a tough way to, 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 to make a living early. But it paid big dividends yep. late. And, you know, really good adjustment at the half by Coach Huffman. Um, Carney playing a defense where they would – they pressed Keegan Johnson. They played with Riley over the top. Good player. Yeah. Um, couldn't get him the ball throwing. So they put him in the Wildcat and rode him through the whole second half. So that added the quarterback run game yeah. element. Really kept Carney honest. LJ Richardson got it going, who's a heavy, strong runner. Uh, Bellevue West playing tonight without Mike Riley. Left on the first Second play of the game, yeah, with a dislocated shoulder. Oh, he man, already had the tough. bad, already had the bad finger. Um, no, Davion Hall. It was basically Caden Helms, Keegan Johnson, L.J. Richardson, <laughs> and, and, and that kind of evens out the playing field. That's kind of the one, the, the thing about Bellevue West is they had just so many options. You didn't have enough guys to cover them. Yeah, all. so you knocked off two of the three of those and, guys. And and I thought tonight really boiled down to coaching. There was a little lack of execution, and I could hear what what Coach Huffman and that offensive staff wanted from the quarterback spot. They couldn't get it. But I thought the, the game was really turned defensively. I felt like they had Bellevue West. Carney had Bellevue West on their heels all night. Could not figure out the edge run game. Columbus kind of exposed it, and I said, okay. That was without Rodgers. That was without Kier Kier, really, playing – a full yeah. game, but tonight they had those guys. Now, Kierkegaard didn't start. Ryan Rogers played linebacker to start that first series just Moving to kind back, of yeah. get to balance him out. Yeah. But Carney, uh, fantastic on third down, made big plays, uh, well schemed. And and the irony of Bellevue West ties that it's thirty two, it's thirty three twenty with you know six forty some to play. Yeah, and that, that's, I think, the first score I heard, uh, they announced it uh, over at the Elkhorn Stadium, like they were reading off some scores, and I heard that, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. That was the first thing I, well, they, it's the first score I heard is like, uh, that's kind of my, my first hint that some wacky stuff's going on tonight. Right, just wanted to, and so, WS uh, scores to make it 33-26, yeah. Carney gets the ball back, five minutes and some change, inexplicably, they throw the ball twice, now, WS has three timeouts, Kind of slowed the game down a little bit. Gave Bellevue West a chance. They Carney punts. The wind was a factor tonight. Uh, I want to get the, the yeah. wind was a factor. If you were going from south to north, uh, you had a distinct advantage. That wind coming out of the south, uh, tremendous advantage. And so with about 3.50 to go, Bellevue West drives 
Real meticulous. Three timeouts. Fantastic job by Coach Huffman and his staff. Utilizing some run game. Didn't panic. Scored with 20-some-odd seconds left. What does Carney do? 33-30 with a chance to kick the extra point for the win. They block Block the extra point. Goes to overtime. Carney wins the toss. They want to defend. Bellevue West scores on third down. A double reverse pass. Beautifully designed play. It was Keegan Johnson, the Wildcat, the flip to Johansson. Johansson finds Helms. They make the extra point. You're thinking, up. this is the Bellevue West. What does Carney do? They score on the first play in overtime. Oh, it was the first play. Wow. The wide open. It had been all night. Mr. Double J. (laughs) Jack Johnson again could not find him. So what does Carney turn around and do? They go for For two. two. Not kick the extra point. They go for two. What play do they run? The double reverse. <laughs> oh, man. Now, they don't throw it. Wasn't the QB special. Kept running, yeah. He kept it. Bellevue West had a chance to make a play in the backfield. Well, well, and then had the chance to make a play at the pylon, too. That, I, I saw the play. That Tremendous was a collision. this effort. I, you know, and I almost felt like, you know what it was all over again? It was deja vu. It was Millard North Bellevue West in overtime a couple of years ago at Buell. When Bellevue West had Miller North dead to rights on the two-point conversion in overtime and a broken tackle, Miller North converts it. It, it, was, it was an unbelievable game. Uh, unbelievable game. But not to be outdone. <laughs> right? And yeah. I'll let you run through the scores. That, tonight, was uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, so that was the first upset in Class A according to seeding. The second one... By seeding, but I think I don't think we're it was too our toughest game to, to decide. Now, Elkhorn South versus Southeast, and that was a twenty-eight seven win for Elkhorn South. Now that was impressive. Yeah. Seven seven at, at the yeah. seven and seven seven at the half. Elkhorn South imposing their will. That is a how long have we said this? The last three weeks they're playing good football. Yes. That is a dangerous team. We we talked to Coach Rosenberg this morning on the show, and they're one of the few teams. That's healthier now yep. than when they started the season. Weisler back, a healthy Ben Warren, Makai Nelson Douglas. You're getting Krause playing fantastic at the quarterback spot. Emsick who's coming off the double knee injury on that along that D line, playing better. Just impose their will. When you get a guy like Ben Warren late to rip off a fifty yarder yeah, to make 50, it twenty eight seventy, you're dagger. thinking. He's fresh. He's healthy. I mean, you've, you come with Krause and Ballard all night, and then they that's a, that's a team to keep an eye on, right? You just don't want to play them. Yeah. They've had five turnovers all season. Two were in one game against Miller South. They take care of the football. They make you value possessions. And Southeast, just not dynamic enough offensively. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the question that we were talking about all year long. Would they be able to – they've got a couple athletes here and there. Would they be able to get them the ball? Would they be able to make those big plays that you would need to score against a team like Eckhorn says? Because like you said, they're so tough at so many different positions defensively. So you've got to be able to break off a big one. And seven points uh, in the game there that they just weren't able to do that. Now, I think people may yawn. But the two seed, West Side, 49-29 yep. over, over Lincoln East. You may think, ah, 20-point victory. This is a good win yeah. for Lincoln East. And that's, that's about the score. Or, that excuse I, me, West yeah, Side. Yeah, that's about what I expected. I figured Lincoln East would be able to uh, put up a couple of touchdowns there, score some points. But 
I didn't I didn't think there was any way they were going to be able to slow down Westside enough to to stay in that game and so that that one definitely went um according to kind of what I expected to be and man how happy are those uh, the guys over at Westside right now kind of looking at uh, the rest of the track so I kind of wondered right it's bittersweet you would have liked to all play against year them, but, long yeah. all they'd heard about was to be the champs you have to beat the champs yeah. and Bellevue West was the one seed. I I actually think Westside is a little disappointed, but before yeah. we get them a box of Kleenex and dab their eyes, they got a really good football team next week they got to see. No doubt. And, yeah, so the the final class that game was uh, Millard South over Creighton Prep, 34-20, and it was kind of Prep trying to do what they've done so many times before. They got down big. They scored a couple of times late to try to get in it, but they just couldn't get enough stops to dig themselves all the way out of the hole. Yeah, for those that maybe didn't see it, T.J. Urban maybe one of the runs of the year uh, in, in that one. Uh, finally got ran down about the three- or four-yard <laughs> line. He's an unbelievable player. You put him with a Gage Stinger and Entrell Taylor, uh, Taquan Johnson yeah. at the running back spot. They have weapons. Yeah. And I, I listened to your guys' uh, interview um, this morning and talking about with, the, oh, with yeah, Coach yeah. Means, yeah, and talking about the way um, they they were trying to because teams were keying in so much on TJ Urban and that quarterback run game. I saw him early in the year, and they were having a tough time getting him loose and yeah. getting him in running lanes, and so. That moving him out to receiver, running back, kind of yeah, get like different Gates spots. Stanger play, yeah, like get some snaps at quarterback. That's a brilliant move. Like it I, is. That's not that's not something that you're going to see very often, but you, it's a great move to put your try to get your your best player in different positions to where defenses have to try to cover him all over the field. Yeah. So next week, uh, just going through those Class A scores, you get Elkhorn South, a battle tested, extremely well coached football team. We'll take on Carney, another battle-tested, well-coached football team, who, by the way, went to overtime the first time those two teams met, 28-21. And that was the game that uh, kind of uh, opened my eyes to, to Carney. And, it's good football. Because obviously, like, they, they played the tough, uh, the tough schedule, but, I mean, it, they, they got beat badly a couple of times in, in that mix there, and you're like, well, maybe they don't necessarily have the horses this year. That's the game they're like, oh, actually, they, they've got some dudes out there. And Preston Pearson in that game I, it blew, blew me away with the, the way, the, his poise and his toughness. He had made a couple of big throws with guys in his face. And um, I, I didn't see the stats or anything today, but it sounded like he had another big game tonight for Carney. Yeah. Uh, so you have two tough quarterbacks, tell you what. two running quarterbacks. That's going to be fun to watch just, those two. Just ground and pound. And it's interesting to see he and Jack Johnson – those are good basketball yeah. players yep. as well, right? It's positionless basketball, but for all yeah. intents and purposes, they play the two, three, the two and a three in, 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 in that makeup, yeah. and it, they were amazing. I'm, I'm telling you, their resolve, there was no shock and awe. And I, and I truly think it was an advantage having, having seen Bellevue West before. They, they came in very businesslike. Uh, you could tell in the warm-ups that it was it was. It was gonna be a uh, it was gonna be a dogfight, and it was. So we've got we've got Millard South and West Side on the bottom half of the bracket, and I'm telling you, that's an interesting matchup. If 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 West Side is healthy up front, and you get a healthy Hurtado, and and they're good at the outside linebacker spot, you've got Kate Haberman uh, in the middle. It will be strength against strength. West Side, it is very difficult to run the football, and they play that odd front, that three man front, but they do a lot. They know how to fit in the run game. 
North South wants to run the football. Yeah. And that one's something's got to give in that yeah. one. And they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to break off a couple of big passes in there. Yeah. Other- th- otherwise, Westside is gonna be able to really key in on that run. Um, we talked about how teams were really uh, honing in on that quarterback run game. They're gonna have to find ways to move the ball in different uh, in-, in different different ways because uh, w- with some of those guys, uh, Westside has up the middle. Yeah. It's not gonna be easy at all. Tough, tough, tough sled. Yeah. <laughs> tough, 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 tough sled. You want to go through B? Yeah. <laughs> Now, <laughs> just so we can start with the, the game that I went to, yeah. the one that we thought would be maybe maybe the best game of class being it turned out Funny to how be that big, works. A little bit of a snoozer. Yeah, the biggest up, uh, uh, or the, the biggest blowout. Forty-one sixteen was the final for Elkhorn Waverly, um, Elkhorn over Waverly. But they, they got a safety and a touchdown late after Elkhorn had put in their backups. Uh, got some young guys, some snaps, and things went a little, uh, little awry there. So you, you tack off that, you take off that, that nine points at the end there, and that was a forty-one-six ball or forty-one-seven ball game. That's and, unbelievable. Yeah, you could make the case outside of maybe Elkhorn South and Prep that Waverly was playing the best football. Yeah, they were absolutely rolling, and they were doing it by dominating in the trenches. Obviously, we know uh, their offense. Pound it, pound it, pound it. Multiple running backs back there. Quarterback run game, and occasionally hitting the big shot um, with the pass game. And there just wasn't anything there. No running room. Elkhorn just dominated up front. There, I was really impressed. Obviously, they've got playmakers at all three levels of the defense, and all three played really well. I was really impressed with what they did up front. And uh, Aiden Betts, two hundred eighty pounds, just a sophomore. Yeah, he had a really good game. I he flashed a couple different times. I saw him, but. Um, Liam Fairbanks up up front there, um, Crew Bischoff off the edge, Austin Bober, like their whole their whole line up front there um, really controlled things, made that running tough, uh, kept kept that Waverly offense in check, and then the, the it was really windy out. Uh, I think that made a difference there. Uh, Cole Murray really struggled. They didn't really hit any of their downfield throws, whereas on the other side, Grant Gushow. He made some big time throws. Pretty under, and though, he's pretty yeah. underappreciated, isn't he? and we we've been talking about all year long, like. If if Waverly opens things up, gives those receivers a chance yeah, to go make plays. Would, yeah, yes. Would right? they be able to? And right <laughs> off the, I they uh, Aiden Young did not really do much tonight. They kept him in check. They're and, a handful <laughs> outside the numbers. Yeah, and so on the very first drive, Gregor, Christo, Gregor was. Christo had a couple of huge plays, but Gregor was the dude. He had 124 yards receiving He's a in the first half. Athlete. Faked a punt, picked up 22 yards, moved the chains, and and they went in and scored on that to go up 13 nothing and really kind of set the tone for the the game. But I guess right off the bat, um, get shut down on uh, their first run. And then they start throwing, 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 moving big chunks there, and then they you get in the red zone and then they punch it in uh, on the ground. So um, they they were aggressive early call, on, opening up. I, like he's, yeah. I really like his game. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> if you just you, you turn him loose, he can make plays. He's a good athlete. Yeah, and he. Moves his feet pretty well, uh, kind of keep plays alive, uh, always looking downfield. He'll take off and run if it's there. But uh, talked to him. He said today he, he knows just throw it up, let those guys go get it. And yeah, there were a couple. And the the thing, really impressive part is there are a couple of those big plays. They weren't they weren't great throws necessarily or absolute dimes or anything because it was windy and that ball was moving around. Yeah. There were some big time adjustments with the ball in the air. Heck, on a uh, Gregor's first touchdown. The DB totally got lost. He had no idea where the ball was. The ball was underthrown. Gregor came back and caught it. DB had no idea the ball was even there because Gregor caught it and just like took two steps into the end zone. The DB t- turned his head. I was like, wait, what? He's impressive. <laughs> he can high point a ball, right? Yeah. I mean, 
He's a good athlete. Yeah, and um, I think Elkhorn, I think, might have been five for five on fourth down, four, either four for four or five for five. Yeah, that's uh, a hard team, man. You, you have to get them off schedule. Yeah. If you don't get Elkhorn off schedule, it, it's it's going to be a long night. Maybe one of my, my favorite uh, sequences of the night was actually they got they got backed up. I think it was third and 22. Um, and Gushout takes a shot to Gregard on the sideline. He goes up, catches it with one hand, but he's out of bounds. Very next play, went exact same play, right back to him, caught it, toe tap, out of bounds, 19 yards. And then they pick up the the, the first down on the next play. Yeah, so that's like, interesting. That that's, is not court, Coach Wartman's style. That, <laughs> but I tell you what, it, when they show you that wrinkle yeah. and they get vertical, that offense is next to impossible to stop. They can play two groups of offensive yeah. linemen. They already run the football extremely well. That's a lot to handle. That's the Elkhorn team we thought yes. that they were going to be when the season first started. And that's good. We talked about early on where – you look at the personnel and where they have playmakers. They've got all three levels of the defense. Those guys outside, we know Aiden Young can really uh, do some damage if uh, teams aren't loading up against him. And a blowout him. like that yeah. without him having to assert himself, that's <laughs> almost scary. Yeah, seriously. Um, and so that it's really impressive. I think probably as impressive a performance from start to finish as you'll see at any of the any of these games that we were tracking this weekend. Um, but... You look on the other side on that bracket, uh, two-seed uh, Hastings against uh, ten-seed Grand Island Northwest, and we saw this was an 11-point game, 30-19, um, just a uh, few weeks back when they played, last time they played. With the six turnovers. I was, yeah, exactly. It was an absolute garbage game and, um, it just in terms of the cleanliness, and you, you clean that up, you think it's going to be a little different. Well, for it, 42, you said it was 42-21, right? At one point, they were and, up, and here comes up. Grand Island Northwest. They make the run. You get it tied up, and so I don't understand what happened with the snafu. I'll be I'll be interested to see what happened with was it an onside kick that I believe kind of bounced or was deflected off a player, and and Hastings recovers, and that was basically the difference. Well, so yeah, so it was forty two twenty. So they put up uh, this game on the big screen at Elkhorn Stadium. So I got to catch the end there, and it's forty two forty forty two forty two. Uh, Jared Sinek drops back and hits the receiver downfield. Um, kind of, but it popped up a little bit. It was kind of fluttering there. The receiver went up and got it, but fell down at the one. Mm. And three plays, Elkhorn tries to get it in, or Hastings tries to get it in, and they stop them. They move that's, them that's back. That's not how that offense yeah, is built, no. right? That's basketball and grass. Yeah. They, there's no ground and pound there. Tackle for loss. Um, Sinek tried to keep her and fumbled the ball. They recovered it. Yeah, how and they good, tried, how good a player is he? They tried to run outside. They stopped him. So it ended up having to settle 30-yard field goal, but Northwest goes off sides. So move it up five yards, and so now from 30 to 25. And from the left hash, with uh, 16 seconds left, they go up and kick the field goal, and they snuck it in uh, uh, inside the, the left upright there for the 45-42 lead. And then they go and kick it. They try to, they try to get skip it. quick it. Yeah. And yeah, it just bounces, like skips up uh, uh, off the turf a couple of times, hits a guy, and Hastings get down there and covered it up. Like it was, it was a bizarre kick. It was perfect for them, but that that's yeah. that's got to be disappointing for GI Northwest to, to to have it end like that. But uh, impressive, impressive play by uh, Hastings there to kind of close that thing out after nearly giving it away. And we look at the other side of the bracket, and man. 
we knew this Bennington plasma game would be interesting, yeah, especially with Le- with Claire out kind of even in the playing field a little bit. Yeah, this I morning I said would not surprise me if Platt Smith won this game outright. Right, they get the big pick six to start the game for Owen Prince. I think that set the tone, and then Jack Alexander. <laughs> it's like, hey, wait a minute, somebody not named Manessis on this offense, kind of controlling the game impressive performance from Platt Smith. And I, they're one of those teams, I've been watching them all year. Very, very dangerous, right? We talked about the game with Norris, and Norris had to convert the fourth and 16. And I'm thinking, well, this Platt Smith team is pretty dangerous, right? I, and I really like Coach Desiris, and I try to be objective, right? He's a fantastic person, so you want to you root for him as a coach, and you watch them as their team is prepared. That is a good football team. I'm, I know some, you know, maybe if you don't follow Class B and you look and you see, that doesn't surprise me near as much as some think it would. I said this morning I thought that game would be a tough game. I picked Bennington, but I said I didn't feel good about it just because I like kind of the way that Platt Smith was playing, and I wasn't sure. It wasn't LeClaire so much on offense that defense against that it running was, game. It was yeah. the defense yeah. tonight versus that run game. And You're exactly right. Because he is the hammer in the back of that defense. He will come up and run support and shut that thing down. And that's kind of what you need against a team yeah. like uh, with Plasmuth with Manessis there. But, yeah, it took a 27-20 lead into uh, the fourth quarter. 67-yard bomb, Caleb Bird to Caden Bloom uh, to tie it up. And they can do that And then <laughs> kick off back 95 yards. Uh, by Owen Prince. Apparently, they called it the Statue of Liberty play or something. Uh, well, shout, shout out to Cole Peterson, the student at UNL, who is kind of so. What it is is uh, we. What do we call that play? It's uh, their back is to you. We call it Starburst. Yeah, it, the kick is caught and, and they, they run behind you. You can't really yeah. see where it's going, and all of a sudden you're out the back gate. Huge game tonight for Owen Prince. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's <laughs> how you take the lead, thirty-four twenty-seven. But then after that, you got a lot of ball game left, and they were able to hold on to that lead defensively, toughened up. Didn't uh, didn't allow uh, Bennington because we know how explosive that offense can be. They can score yeah. in a hurry, especially with the clear out. You know, you figure they were going to kind of air it out a little bit more than maybe even they normally would, and um, they uh, they had a chance but forced a fumble uh, inside of two minutes, and Plattsmith recovered to kind of seal the game there. And the difference between if you're kind of wondering where these games are being played, you rotate the sites in B. Higher seed holds in A. So that's that's kind of how that works. So next week in A, we're looking at, well, we got to fit. We, we got, got one more game. Yeah. Yep. And it's another, again, uh, upset. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Uh, in both A and B, the top half of the brackets were both upsets uh, tonight. So did not love yeah. the way that Norris was playing yeah. down the stretch. And we talked about that a couple weeks now in a row here ever since that Waverly game. And Aurora takes it 28-21. And... Again, that's three weeks in a row. Norris kind of just struggling a little bit to to really control these games. And um, you know, it, I feel like I don't have a good handle on, even though it's a fantastic program. I'm not sure I know what I'm getting with Aurora. I yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to really see them at all. Um, last last yeah, time I saw been, them it's play, been a long uh, time since yeah. uh, the Austin Allens and the Baylor's, the Shiremans <laughs> yeah. of the world. I knew what I was getting there. Yeah. I mean, they were explosive personified. I thought this year would be more re building yeah they appear to be reloading that is a fantastic sports community and lo and behold they find themselves in the semis again yeah and go and all season long we kind of look at them in that 
seven to ten range versus right. that top six. We I thought agree. there were kind of two different tiers there in B, and lo and behold, here we are. They're still playing, and a couple of those teams that we thought were in that top group, they're out. So the craziness in Class B that we saw all season has continued into the playoffs. Yeah, so you've got Aurora and Plattsmith. And five versus the eight. And uh, Elkhorn. And Hastings. Three versus two, so seeds held on that side, same as A. <laughs> Tell you what, that Hastings-Elkhorn game couldn't be more different in terms of contrasting styles. be interesting to see what the weather's like next week, because I know early next week it's starting to get a little get bit little colder. Cold. Yeah. And, who, and, you know, and, and we'll take a look at the matchups in A as well, right, with, with Westside and Millard South. Uh, that's, that's a team that can stop the run against a very versatile Versatile offense in Westside. Westside can hand the ball off with Rezac. Cole Payton can hurt you with the QB run game. They've got a plethora of weapons on the outside. They can get in the gun and, and do it that way. Miller South, you kind of know what you're going to get. But they have really good athletes. Really good athletes. And then on the top half, we get a rematch with Elkhorn South and Kearney. A game that went to one was within one score in overtime. Just what? That was a month ago, right? Yeah, about that. It's a TV game that Thursday, I believe. Do you want to go out on a limb and predict A and B, or are we just going to let this ride <laughs> and come back next week and tell stories? Yeah, look, look, I, I like this uh, analysis thing we're doing where we get to look back versus trying to <laughs> project here. Um, that way I mean, we don't have to be held accountable, right? You said. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to be that guy. I, I, I think you favor Westside and Elkhorn South, just the way those two are playing, but. Again, we got a, a brand new matchup versus a rematch. We yeah. saw um, already what uh, kind of how rematches have flipped. We saw with that with Carney and Bellevue West. If they see you once, you best believe they're going to come with a great game plan. Yeah, and that that happened a week ago. And, and we get in, in in B, we get Aurora and Plattsmouth. The, the two teams that everybody picked on that half of the bracket, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> going against the two, three on the bottom half in Elkhorn. And I'm drawing a blank now. Elkhorn and Hastings. In Hastings. Yeah. The 2-3. The Not bad. Will we catch up yeah. next week? Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Collect our thoughts. Oh, don't miss it. This is Nebraska Preps post game. You won't get it anywhere else. Make sure you catch us every week. We'll be back next Friday. That's the man, the myth, the legend. He's one of the best in the business, and I mean that. You, you know I, I, I value my words. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm old DB. They call me Damon Benning. We'll be back next week. Catch us.